0: In these 2D Music Composers series of episodes, you and I have talked about some of the most intricate, iconic and active composers that you will, for sure, find as you dive into 2D groups and projects. This time around, there is no way you can't know about these composers as they are or were either a vital part of those projects or are known for their trademark sound that doesn't change across franchises and artists – Noriyasu Agematsu and Mikoto. Let's kick off this episode of Seiyuu Lounge. Welcome to Sayu lounge, I am your host Vanessa and today's topic is 2D music composers and their quirks Noriyasu Agematsu and Mikoto. If you are new to 2D music or just never paid attention to who composes your favorite songs, these composers will be new names for you. However, I believe most of you listening to this episode are familiar with them given how pivotal some have been for those 2D music franchises. Let's start with the obvious name, Noriyasu Agematsu. When you talk about the 2D music industry, there is one particular project that stands out for its massive impact, busting open the doors for all other 2D music or even mixed media projects to spread their wings and become massive hits. I'm talking about Uta no Prinsama or, as it is commonly called, Utapri. And the big mind behind the music in this franchise is none other than Noriasu Agematsu. He has been working as a composer since 2002, however, he is best known as one of the founders of Elements Garden and, simultaneously, its best-known composer. He is the boss at Elements Garden and since 2002, he has been working as a composer, lyricist, producer and arranger. While being one of the top people on the music composition team, Agematsu has never stopped composing music. He has over 1000 credits as a composer for seiyuu artists, pop stars and even 2D groups. He is the mastermind behind Visual Prison, project in which he is a producer and responsible for most of the songs. At the same time, he is responsible for the composition, lyrics and production of most songs in the Utapri franchise and is a big reason why the franchise's music is beloved. Midway through his rise to fame as a composer, Agamatsu created Ghost Concert. However, the project, in comparison with the two I just mentioned, never became popular and thus, faded away, which is a pity as it was the most unique project Is taken a part of. Now for those of you that may know about my reviews of Utapri's music back in the early 10s when the website was just starting, uh, you will know that I'm quite critical of Agematsu's composition style. In a way, the things that now tick me off about his compositions are the same things that made me fall in love with his music when I first came across it. And eventually, they were the same things that made me drift away from his music. While this may sound like a complex falling in and out of love for his music, there's more to it if you dive deep into the complexities of music composition and put aside any bias you may have for his music or the 2D music projects he composes music for. Noriyasu Agematsu has a distinctive composition style. When I tell you that he doesn't change his composition style and barely tweaks his sound between 2D music projects or even solo artists, I'm not kidding. First off, if there is something Agematsu is known for, is the heavy usage of synths and piano. That alone isn't enough for me to say that he always does the same thing as a composer, but that is undoubtedly the start of it all. For untrained ears, Agamatsu creates bubbly, happy and intense pop soundscapes that are addictive and plenty of fun to listen to. However, for the trained ears, Agematsu always uses the same arpeggio melody on the piano or synths in all his songs. And the song structure is always the same for his compositions. The singer starts the song almost in a cappella, smoothly and quietly as the piano plays in the background and then kicks off the intro and the instrumental goes bonkers with electronica and that's when that arpeggio melody kicks in in the background. This is not easy to illustrate in a podcast format, especially when I can't show you any previews of what I'm talking about, due to copyright reasons. But on top of my head, a quick listen to Mamoru Orpheus, Xhotaoi's True Hearts and Eclipse's Guilty Cross are enough to understand how that melody and song structure work in different songs for different artists, yet they end up making the songs sound incredibly similar. Agematsu's songs are that easy to spot on also because he barely strays away from bubbly EDM pop music, a music genre that he made incredibly popular in 2D music thanks to the UTEPRI franchise. Usually, when you are listening to the songs composed by Agematsu, that trademark synth or piano melody, the high-tension EDM style and then, and this I dare say it is my experience, hours and hours of listening to his music, make him the easiest composer to spot in 2D music. I've said a couple of times that while I consider Noriasu Agematsu a big reason why we all now have so many 2D music projects that are all about pop and EDM music, He is also one of the most predictable composers out there. This is not necessarily a bad thing, though. For starters, it shows he has a style and is comfortable with it. But it also shows a lack of innovation in his sound in over 15 years, which is something that is not ideal for a composer. On the other hand, the fact that 90% of his music is comprised of EDM pop tunes, it shows that he is a master at it. But at the same time, you can already predict that any song composed by Agematsu, no matter the music project or the artist, is going to sound the same at its core. Even if a song is in the rock genre, like those in the Visual Prison franchise, you will easily spot him due to how the chorus goes. The chorus in Eclipse's Guilty Cross is exactly the same as the one in Mamoru or The structure is the same, the tension, the build-up, even down to the vocal's direction. The only things changing are the key and tempo in the song, but those were to be expected. Agematsu is revered as a composer for 2D pop groups for a wide variety of reasons that are far from being the ones I just said, which are vastly more technical. His music is upbeat and it sounds almost like the artists are shining on stage. You can't help but feel hyped up with these compositions. And his music has a distinct style that, hand in hand with the fact that he barely changes the progressions and quirks with the synths and piano, make his music easily noticeable and does easily loved. This is perfect if you love the music he composes and you want more music that sounds alike or has a similar vibe. His tell lies in that iconic synth or piano lead he always uses, in full or parts of, and the composition structure he always uses. Also the choruses tend to have the same tension and build up between them, which is yet another hint at the composition of his. When it comes to the music genres he is best known for, agematsu is a master of EDM pop, but there are hints of rock at times. You will rarely find him straying away from those 2 music genres. My opinion aside, Noriasu Agematsu is one of the most consistent and easily renowned composers of 2D music. Mikoto, Mikoto is an interesting composer and lyricist because he's simultaneously a solo artist. Is also an interesting composer because, without him, the once-called marginal number 4 franchise, now best known as the Pythagoras production franchise, wouldn't have become popular in 2013. Mikoto started as a unit in 2010 before turning into a solo project with the same name but only featuring one of its original members – Ryosuke. Since 2014, Ryosuke has been the mastermind behind Mikoto and almost since that same time he has been creating music for 2D music projects. Mikoto is all about rock music, mixing it with stylish jazz and pop to create engaging compositions that will instantly grab your attention. Good examples of that are Lagrange Point's Never Sorrow, Marginal Number no. 4's Masquerade or even Unicorn Jr's Stranger. In 2016, he started to compose music for some of the groups in the B Project franchise, something that signaled that Mikoto may have been on his way to leaving Reject's almost in-house composition role. And that was exactly what was happening as, in 2018, without any kind of announcement of his departure. Reject brought back marginal number 4, Lagrange Point, Unicorn Jr, and announced the debut of Golden Record, all with new composers in charge of their music. Not announcing his departure or even thanking Mikoto for his work for the Pythagoras production franchise felt weird. Especially when you are talking about a composer that single-handedly made sure that a 2D music franchise had 3 unique groups that stood out for their quality back in 2013. But yeah, Mikoto stopped composing music for REJECT's projects in 2018 and that led to a complete overhaul of the sound of all groups in the Pythagoras production franchise. In 2019, Mikoto started to collaborate with the idolish 7 franchise as one of the composers for Rivale and Mezzo and was especially notable in his composition of Mezzo's Kaleidoscope. This is something that caught me by surprise, but as soon as the instrumental started playing and I heard Mikoto's background vocals, I knew he was the composer of that song. Yes, Mikoto's tell goes way beyond quirks in the composition. All of Mikoto's songs, even those he composes for 2D music projects, have him in the background vocals. There are only a couple of songs that are exceptions in his repertoire. Just listen to Marginal No. 4's Kimi Too Faraway," Away, Mezzo's Kaleidoscope or Lagrange Point's Never Sorrow. Mikoto is right there with Noriasu Agematsu when it comes to saying who is the easiest composer to spot in 2D music. And that's literally because Mikoto leaves his voice in the backing vocals of most of his compositions, which is odd. So you got that interesting tidbit of information in there in case you were not aware. Now. While Mikoto was responsible for breathing life into the Pythagoras production franchise, was there as a pivotal composer for the Diabolic Lovers character CDs series and Scared Ride X, he eventually ended up cutting ties with REJECT, the label behind all those projects. And Mikoto is now active, but not as much as he used to, so, you will still find some of his compositions here and there among Seiyu artists and some 2D franchises such as B-Project and Idolish 7. In a way, Noriasu Agematsu and Mikoto are similar. They are easily noticeable due to fairly particular quirks in their compositions. They were instrumental in making their respective 2D music projects take off. They are, in a way, quite comfortable with one or two music genres and seldom stray away from those. Without Akematsu, the Utupri franchise wouldn't be where it is it wouldn't have turned into a massive success with its earwarm EDM pop tunes. At the same time, the Pythagoras production wouldn't have been as successful and unique from 2013 to 2016 if not for Mikoto's work. The competition was fierce during that time, but he made sure all the groups he was composing for were unique and stood out. Thanks to him, Lagrange Point has one of the most iconic sounds and concepts out there. All in all, even with their flaws, Agematsu and Mikoto are iconic composers that were instrumental in making you fall in love with the franchises they were, or are, composing music for. And for many of us? they were, essentially, why we got so hooked on the music by some 2D groups or even seiyuu solo artists. Now tell me, do you have a favorite song composed by Noriyasu Agematsu or Mikoto? If yes, which is it and why? Let me know in the comments on YouTube. And remember, leave your comments as complex or as simple as they may be and you can be featured on upcoming episodes of CU Lounge. Hit the subscribe button if you enjoyed this episode and don't want to miss The Hand That Feeds HQ's weekly mail CU and music related content. I'll return next week with another episode of Sayu Lounge. Thank you for listening and see you guys around.